This is Fish and Fries, an American soccer podcast. I'm Andrew, and this is my co-host, Spencer. We want to bring you an American perspective on the world game. Welcome back to Fish and Fries, an American soccer podcast. And today we have maybe the most American day of all versus England. Quick reaction pod, Spencer. Nil nil. What do we think, man? Ew, ew, ew. Emergency pod. <laughs> Emergency pod. Light the beacons. We've drawn the British. Nil nil. The, dare I say, most important nil nil in the history of the United States, Andrew? Uh, since Bunker Hill was the last draw we had with the British, and I think we took that one too, man. Um, long game. And to be honest, I, I think we took this one. I, I think we, from a team that scored uh, England, right, talking about England, scored six goals and beat the mess out of Iran earlier in the week, we I think we kind of played them off the pitch a little bit there. We kind of came out in the more defensive shape than we had in the last game. Basically started the same team except for Haji right up top, and I think Greg kind of pulled the right strings, man. I, I hesitant to say. I think we, I think we won that draw. I think um, it's definitely a draw when you look back on it. We feel better about it, and I believe the British do. I think that um, I texted oh, you during it. I texted <laughs> you at halftime, and I said, "Great half," and um, I replied by saying, "Dare I say we had the better of the chances?" And I think that still held true through the second half. Um, we'll, yes. we'll dive a bit more into it in detail in a minute, but if you're, if you're a U.S. fan, um, you can't be unhappy with the draw. I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, we, we could have nicked that. They could have. They could have nicked that game. They, I think they had the better chances of the two teams. But um, at the end of the day, one point, we go into the Iran game. We control our own destiny. You got to be happy about it all, Andrew. Yeah, it's the kind of thing. I know a lot of people have said it, but I do think it's true. It's like if you would have gave us this offer, right, when the groups got drawn, it's like you'll go into the Iran game with a chance to, if you win, you're in, right? You control your own destiny. There's not a ton of, you know, this has to happen and this has to happen and this has to happen for the most part here, right? There is a way that Wales beats England by, I think, three goals and all of a sudden we're in trouble on goal differential. But if we can beat Iran, we're in. We're in the round of 16 and we played really well today. I don't I don't, I don't have a lot to be super critical of, you know, to be honest, just with the with the American team here. Yeah, I um just as a preface, uh, in case anybody did miss it, Iran, who got you know smoked by good point yeah. England the other day, they lost today, or they I'm sorry, they won today against Wales, who the U.S. draw against. So right <laughs> now, after this game today, we're looking at England on four points, Iran on three, the U.S. on two, and Wales on one. So yeah, as you said, I guess there is a technical scenario that Wales could go out and hammer England. Um, at that point, you know, I'm going to like our chance. I, I think they'd have to I, – I, it would work out in a weird way where if the U.S. wins, they'd have to hammer them by a certain amount. I, I think actually because what England's on four points. So if England loses, the U.S. wins, we'd be on five points. We'd have a chance to win the group at that point. So I think I, – I, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not a math guy. We talked about this before. I, I'm we're, pretty we're sure not math magicians. I'm. I, I, I'm operating under the assumption the U.S. controls its own destiny here, Andrew. 
and, and that's mostly what it is. Like I like I was saying there, I think it's a three because we have a Iran has a two goal negative goal differential, right? Carrying over from the England game. Um and and then they beat Wales two. So they have a yeah, they were down four. Now they're back at negative two goal differential, right? So as long as Wales doesn't completely run England off the board, I all we gotta do is win. Um really happy with the way a lot of the guys played today. Me and you talked about it a little bit, but like like I've said before, when Weston McKinney thinks he's the best player in the field, he is. And he kind of bossed that first half for me anyways. There's no some of the individual player stuff. There's no Weston better than a big game Weston, baby. Oh yeah. Big game Weston. Look, he was um he was bobbing around the pitch early on anyway. I knew it was on like Donkey Kong when I saw him walk up to a photographer and wipe his hands <laughs> off on this guy's vest. The most savage move I've ever seen on a football pitch. I knew this guy was ready for action today, Andrew. I, I knew he had it when he was the last person walking out of the tunnel, or at least the camera was right behind him when they're taking the field. And, you know, they do the thing where they like hold hands and walk out with a small child. And he's like talking and laughing back and forth with the kid. And I'm like, oh, Wesson's not worried at all. I, I told you, I think I'm the worrier of the two of us about the uh, men's national team. I get a little nervous beforehand. And when I saw that, I was like, oh, we're good. Weston, not worried about this game. Weston's like, oh, all I got to do is deal with Jude Bellingham and Mason Mount and Declan Rice. Pfft, done. Just a kick and about in the park. Absolutely. He just he just kind of bossed the game. And I, I was I was very impressed. I thought Adams played really well. Musa, the whole we midfield. The whole, the whole midfield was. I mean. Fantastic you about it, today. Like their midfield of Rice, Bellingham, and Mount, that's like a hundred million dollar midfield easy. Right? I mean, way over, right? Bellingham's gonna go for probably about a hundred this summer, right? Probably by himself. Um, pro- yeah, probably by himself. And and you know, I know Chelsea's ready to spend a hundred on just Declan Rice, and you know, all three of our guys played their guys off the field. Um for from for them, I thought. Stones was pretty good. I thought Harry Maguire played pretty well. I thought, uh, although Serginho Dest almost put him on a poster on that run into the box, I was uh, getting ready to uh, just join every meme of Harry Maguire being the problem with this team. But um, just a really solid performance all around, man. I think Greg pulled the right strings. I'm would have loved to get the win today because I think they played well enough to deserve it. But very happy with how that went. Yeah, I think um, I don't have a ton of criticisms of this team after today if i'm if i'm gonna go in on like maybe one person um god damn it walker zimmerman just stop giving away the ball you're driving me crazy a couple times but honestly like he he made a bunch of like that block he made early on i think i believe it was only like the 10th minute on that yeah huge play the block he makes on harry kane um Mm -hmm. when they show the angle i do think i do think turner's there but who knows, man? I mean, yeah, I, he's got to stop trying to be. I don't even know somebody. Yeah, he's, he's, he's trying. He's, to, uh, he's trying to be your boy Rodrigo playing. Yeah, he's the CDM in the back line. He's trying to spray one. it around, and um, they said in the broadcast they were talking about. He's tried to do it a few times, and they're like, "It's obviously something Greg Bearhalter's identified that they want them to do." And I'm like, "That's great and all, but it's not working." So. Yes, yeah. and and I think and Tim Ream. Well, it, yeah. We, sorry, we, sorry to cut you off, but like Tim Ream is 
you know, spraying it around. Tim Ream is, oh man, like I, I know we, you and I clamored about getting this guy in the team. I didn't think it would be this great. He is spraying the ball around. He's making, he's pulling all the right strings in the back. I, this guy, when Pep Guardiola, like said, when I saw that quote, like, you know, I am a city fan, obviously. When I saw the quote of like, if you were 25 instead of 35, you'd be playing for us. I was like, yeah, whatever. Pep, he's done this before. <laughs> Nathan Redmond, blah, blah, blah. This guy is pulling all the right strings right now, though, Tim. Oh, he yeah. looks, he, he's such he's a steadying, such a steadying force on that back line for them right now. And this team looks, dare I say, defensively, Result like they 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 don't look like they're going to give up goals necessarily. Like they look solid back there, and it's something we really worried about. And just it was as simple as just bringing him, and they look good, Andrew. Well, and they've really impressively, I think they've done it in two different ways, right? They looked really really good against Wales, pressing and being the aggressor. And today they literally sat in a four four two, and Sean Dyche himself would have been proud of their defensive organization and uh, and keeping everybody. Um, kind of on the level there, right? They sat back. They let John Stones and Harry Maguire try to beat, try to beat them. They didn't want to get beat by that midfield. They didn't want to get beat by that front three or front four, however you want to look at it. And I think Adams had an incredible game. I I want to start trying to think about him as man of the match again. There, um, Dest played a lot better today, getting in on the attack. I think Anthony Robinson is just a bundle of energy up and down that left side every time, right? He's always sprinting forward. He's always sprinting back and really, really helps us transition out of that. I think Pulisic had a good game and um, kind of the only thing I would talk about, I would bring up with the attack there is what do you think of Haji Wright today? That's the only one I kind of didn't know how he was going to fit in. Um, You know, it's, I, I saw people talking about it before the match. They're all, you know, Haji, right? What's going on? The U.S. obviously has an issue where we don't have a super set in stone number nine. All these guys are going to leave something to be desired to come in. And I feel like Haji, right? Didn't do anything wrong today. Very similar to what Sergeant did the first game. Didn't do anything wrong that I didn't like, but he didn't do anything that popped off the page at me at the same time you know what i mean it was just a even steady eddie performance you know if you have somebody more prolific up there maybe we're able to turn one of those counter attacks into something um yeah i i, I don't know I, 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 I can't really criticize him too hard you know it's it's just it's, no i think it was a very yeah. whatever performance to me he he fit in the team he pressed effectively he fit it into what the game plan was he didn't do anything to set himself apart but he didn't do anything it goes the same way he didn't do anything to set himself apart negatively either right and and that's kind of what now i mean let's be honest with you man i was listening to a little bit of the post game here and alexi lawless is back there trying to complain about the number nine pool there's nobody in our pool who would have done a better job at what they were asked to do today than haji Wright, right he was good in the press. He was athletic. And then he, I think he did pretty well with holdup play. I mean, you can make the chance that maybe PFOC would have been more lethal in the final third, but they weren't generating chances to the final third. Kind of like we've talked about before, they don't generate in that way. The only thing that was a little weird to me, I guess, is that when I saw Haji Wright's name, I, I was like, okay, there. he's obviously the tallest of the guys they bought. 
Are they planning on like bombing crosses into him? Like maybe a la Kiefer Moore, like against us in the game um, earlier this week. Like, are we going to use him as a target man a little bit? And that wasn't the strategy. Like I said, I'm not going to criticize him. He was effective. It just surprised me that for what they asked him to do, you know, I think we all came into this tournament thinking that Jesus Ferreira was Greg's guy. And yeah. they kind of asked him to do Jesus Ferreira type things, and it wasn't Jesus Ferreira. So like I said, I'm, not, I'm not criticizing Haji. It's just more of kind of weird development to me. I, I think when I definitely saw him on the team sheet, I had the same existential reaction. I was just like, oh, we're going to play deep, not press like we'd been doing so well in the last game. And it was 100% the right call to do that. I think they probably started Haji – because I don't think going into this game, as well as that midfield played, I didn't think we were just going to be cutting through England like Swiss cheese on the counter, right, with possession. Because really, they couldn't press us. They couldn't back us in or anything like that. Like Adams, McKinney, Musa, Pulisic dropping in deep. I thought probably Greg thought he was going to have to do more of, you know, bomb it out to Haji Wright, just like Kiefer Moore did, and then try to play it, you know, flick it on the way or something like that and get him behind and. To be honest, we didn't have to. I thought it was more of a, you know, like a happy accident rather than, you know, Greg going, okay, if we start Ferreira, I might have to make a sub 30 minutes into this game, right? Yeah, and it's it's completely possible that, you know, things that we're not seeing on TV, that just having that height threat was opening some things up because there's got to be something to the fact that when you, me and you previewed this game on the last episode, we talked about this England midfield and how wor- worried we were about this England midfield. And at the end of this, we're saying that I think it's almost undeniable that the U.S. midfield played the England midfield off the pitch, which off the pitch, which, you know, I love a good midfield. That was a beautiful midfield, beautiful through the midfield. I I have like I have nothing bad to say about any of the three (laughs) like Musa, McKinney and Adams. They all were amazing today. If anything, um like I said, if I'm criticizing anybody, I think the back line was all great. I, I think Dest was a lot better than he was the first game. He seemed a lot more Ooh. at it today. Him he was and so mad getting taken off. Oh right. my gosh. I, I thought he wasn't going to, I thought he was going to pull a Keppa for a minute. I thought he was going to refuse. I uh... well, I think it was, it was really <laughs> smart. And we're just, this is more of a very much a stream of consciousness pod. We're just, we're just jumping around here. But like, I thought it was really smart by Greg to get those guys off. Cause you know, they're both on a yes. yellow, get McKinney and, uh, Dest off the pitch and, you know, make sure they're good for that Iran game. And yeah, I mean, I, I think the whole back line was good. Walker Zimmerman, he was good in defense. He made a couple of bad passes, but I'm not going to be that super critical. Obviously, none of them ended up in the back of the net. I thought Matt Turner was really good at commanding his box. He came for crosses really well. He was snuffing out a bunch Gave of Gave me a heart attack. Like you on FIFA, just taking touches, just just showing out here in the back. And I'm just like, Matt Turner, if you lose us a game by dribbling into Harry Kane, I'm gonna lose it. How about that one? I'm he did like the <sighs> he did the uh he did the shot fake and he just like a little shot fake. Oh, never mind, not going right. that way. And and that Classic one was FIFA fine. Move. He just he, and then on that one he just played it out, but then in like twenty minutes later he's like, you know what, I'm just gonna take like three four touches here, and I was like, I my whole family can attest in the living room, I was having almost a full aneurysm. I do not believe in uh, unless your name is Allison or Ederson or you're some sort of Brazilian, get the ball out of here, man. This is international soccer, Matt Turner. It's not time to flex on these guys. Your <laughs> Bakayo Saka's seen you do this in Arsenal training. I'm sure he's not super impressed all the time. I, right? I mean, but he was, granted, I think he had a good game. Though. Granted, I'm a, you know, 
a watcher, a consumer of Ederson every week. So maybe I'm just, it's, maybe it's at this point, I'm just built different that I was just like, I never even felt bad about him. He's like, he's dribbling up. There's like two England defenders, like right at the very end of the game. It was like in stoppage time, I believe in the second half, he's like running up the middle of the box. And I'm like, nah, nothing's wrong with this. I was watching it with a friend of mine and he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And I'm just like, what are you, what are you woeing about? This is like a this is a very normal Tuesday FA Cup game away at fucking Brentford or something. For me. Well, the, well, and this is the same guy brought to you by the same exact guy who wanted to have that header that almost turned into the Gareth Bale wonder goal last time. So, forgive me if I'm not not the most you know enthusiastic Matt Turner with his feet guy. Um, but not to get off Matt. Matt Turner played well. He had a good save there. He didn't have to do a lot. I thought his distribution was really good. Amazing. Generally, right? Especially kind of for him. That's not his trademark, right? He's kind of a shot stopper. He's not necessarily like a play with his feet guy, but he did it today, man. I, I don't have anything to complain about either. He's it around. I, like, um, yeah, like I, I'm with you. Like that's not his, his go-to bread and butter normally. Like that's actually his criticism of his game. Like that's, that's why I think it was even a, and like an argument of like Stefan versus Turner was like, yeah, Turner's the better stop, stop the shot stopper, but like, um, Stefan's better with this, his feet. Yeah. But Stephen like can play this role Greg wants to have of a more open and everything else like that. And precisely, I mean, not even on like, the roster, obviously. I think, yeah, Turner was spraying it around. He had one long ball to like, um, I believe it was Jedi out in the left and it was like a looping long ball. Like, like 40 yards pinged it up over like three defenders. It landed right at fucking Robinson's feet. I was like, Oh my God. Like I, I even said something to the guy I was watching. Myself. I was like, that's not normal. Like that's not normal <laughs> for him. Maybe I'm not watching enough Arsenal Europa league games, but like that was not normal. And he was, he was amazing. I thought he was huge for the U S tonight. Well, one is any, are any of us really watching enough Arsenal Europa league games? Unfortunately, both of our teams at the moment, at least for me, playing the champions league so uh that europa league preview it's never coming um (laughs) unless it's a really slow week here in the future um i i seriously i know we needed the win today right needed the win would have been nice to get in that spot i'm so happy to play play around england play them kind of off the field they had to sub in jordan henderson into this like 300 dollar midfield they're like oh you know what'll help 32 year old jordan henderson and it didn't even help. I'm just I'm so happy to have a solid midfield like that. I I, I love what they did here today. Um, I think Pulisic is not going to get as much kind of publicity for his his game this week versus or this game today versus last week. But uh, I think he still played really well. He did a lot more of the dropping in deep, moving the ball um, kind of thing. Right. But I, I think he played really well. I think in a way. Christian specifically, his game was a bit better than his Wales game. I I know he drew a bunch of fouls and I know he had the assist last game, but I think for what he was asked to do, he was buzzing around. He was giving like, I, I thought he was the only guy of kind of the front three and it's not really criticism of either Haji or Tim Weah, but I thought Pulisic seemed to be the guy that was driving almost anything good with this team today. Mm-hmm. Offensively, he was providing outlet passes. He was getting open. He was making runs. 
his service on set pieces was a lot better. Oh, I actually, I actually had a criticism. I, I don't know. Maybe he heard the pod that we talked about the other day and was like, get this guy <laughs> off because he, he had some really nice services. I was actually complaining about the other guys. There were like two or three set pieces that I was just like, nobody moved. Like there were nice balls yeah. in and just everybody was standing still. And I'm like, what are we doing here? Like the one to, um, I think it was, I was in the second half later where McGuire cleared it like on his back foot and Walker Zimmerman was open right behind him. Like that was a great ball in and people moved on that one. But a lot of them, it was, seemed like we were just standing still. We weren't reacting to the ball at all. My, my, I watched this game with my brother and my family here. We had a full on investigation into the first one where nobody moves. Right. Um, we talked oh, about it. The No, no, no. Nobody moved. The only thing we could figure out, and again, not exactly the world's uh, number one soccer analyst, not that we've had you fooled here for the last couple of weeks, but it the play must have been for like a deep ball to the back post because that's where everybody was lined up. And when it came short and it was a good ball, right? It was a good ball in on this one, but like it must just be like the wrong thing, right? It's like when a receiver runs the wrong route and they just stop, right? The quarterback throws the five yard out and they cut inside and the receiver just stops and looks at him. But other than that, so much better. I know we can. I know I, for one, have been very critical of his set piece delivery. But I wanted at the end there, at that last, you know, where they kind of just played that flat ball to Gio Reyna with, you know, seconds left on the clock. I was oh, like, you know I what, man, that. you've you've. But I was like, you've had a day. If there's ever a time for you to produce the Wonder Ball, it'd be you've been building up to it all day today. Mm-hmm. Um, I still don't know how I feel about him on set pieces, but today. He was clearly the best option for it. He was up for it today, but yeah, the balls, um, the balls in were nice. I, I did hate that one at the end just because I was yeah. like, okay, I, I literally said to the people I was watching with, I was like, okay, unless this Venezuelan ref is on some bullshit, this is the last kick of the game, <laughs> so we might as well put one into the box. Like, I, I'm a big believer at that point. You put it into the box and you see if something chaotic happens. You have a draw. You have you have a draw by the throat. No matter what, right. you have a draw. You put that ball in and you see what happens, but it's, um, I don't know. It's a small criticism, I guess. I, I, overall, I'm quite happy with just about everybody on the pitch today. I had concerns throughout the game, I guess. I was like a little weirded out that Greg was waiting so long on the subs. I, yep. I was worried about it, (laughs) but like, honestly, at the end of the day, um, he proved to be right. And I, it's, you know, I was worried about energy, but when you see like he goes to take um, Serginho Dest off and Serginho is super unhappy about it and he goes to take Weston yeah. McKinney off and Weston's unhappy about it, like they seem like they were still pretty gassed up and had energy. Yeah. So well, and, they thought they thought we were going to win, right? They're right. Like, the, and, and those two, I, and I wanted to say, I know you said something about Dest earlier, but just to jump in here a little bit, but like. Serginho Dest was so good today. We haven't seen Serginho Dest like this since like he was scoring bangers with his left foot outside of the box and like weird CONCACAF qualifying, right? Like this is the best Dest we've seen in a long time. I thought he wasn't bad defensively either, which a lot of times is the criticism. And mm-hmm. whew, Shaq Moore is a uh, a different player <laughs> out there on the right. When they made that sub, they a couple of times like the ball would get sprayed out to him. And I was just like, oh, is he going to put it in? Oh, I miss Serginho. We should should have played him. (laughs) I literally said, because I had a very similar situation to you, and I've referenced it like four times, so I'll stop. But uh, I was watching with a buddy of ours that's into soccer, but not into, like, into into soccer. So Shaq Moore comes in. I see he's the one that's coming in for Serginho, and I'm like, 
I, I sighed right away and he's like, what, what? And I'm just like, I don't know. I just, I don't love this. I don't, I get the yellow card thing. I like it for that standpoint, but I was like, I'd almost rather see DeAndre Yedlin at this point, just because. Bring uh, me I, the fisherman. Bring me Joe Scally. Bring yeah. me the scales man. Yeah. Why not Joey Scales? Straight up. Either of them. But I'm just like, Shaq Moore just, because he, he had, we, after he came on, there were a few attacks that ended up going through Shaq Moore. Because it was almost as if England seemed like they were, granted, we were getting down that left side all night pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, but it continued with Shaq Moore. It almost seemed like they were sitting back a little more. And they were just like, yeah, we don't think this guy can beat us. And uh, he had a couple cup touches. Like he just, like I don't know. I I criticized last time about them not putting balls into the box. Like their last balls were like crappy. But like he had a couple of times he could have hit it first time on a cross, and he just takes an extra touch and just nothing materializes. But yeah. I'm I'm grasping at straws a bit here. No, yeah, to be critical of that's insane. I want to make sure that I, for the record, Jack Grealish has never heard of Shaq Moore. Even in all the prep for this game, went over the rosters. You know, Southgate like gave him a little scouting report and everybody. Jack Grealish has had to deal with him on the on the left hand side for like kind of the end of the game. There's no chance he's ever heard of Shaq Moore. And I was immediately laughing at that. Just like Yeah, Jack Grealish has never heard of an encyclopedia. <laughs> There's no way he's heard of Shaq Moore. Yeah, no, I just uh, that made me laugh. It's like, oh, all right. England's going to make a sub here. Who do they bring on? Oh, like a hundred million dollar player for one of the best teams in the world. The USA counters with Shaquille Moore. All right, USA, you, you go ahead, bud. We're most famous Shaq in us sports history. Top five, 10 ish for sure. Certainly top five. Certainly top 10. Um, (laughs) I think, uh, yeah, man, I think we kind of covered it. I think Tim, I think Tim way played again today that crossed to McKinney in the first half. That was, I think our best chance. I know when Christian hit the bar, I lost my mind, but that one where it just kind of falls to McKenney, right? Christian makes a good run to the post. And Tim Weah is just making a great case for, like, I don't know how they get Reyna into these games earlier. They did bring on your boy Reyna this time is kind of the other thing I wanted to bring up there. But, like, we couldn't have done without Weah. Weah was, Weah was the man today. Yeah, I was, I was a bit worried when I saw the lineup. And this is not at all a criticism of Tim Weah. This is a, I thought... Brandon Aronson might be important to the way I thought this game might go as in like mm-hmm. a work rate guy who could really be buzzing around. And I think he was important when he came on. I think he was very good at that when he came on and it kind of the same as the Wales game. Uh, it seemed to inject some life into this team, just him running around as much as he, as he does. But yeah, Tim Wales was great. And the game, uh, I, I have to give credit to Greg here because yeah, I thought we'd be not on the ball nearly as much. I mean, England, it did end up with a edge in possession here, but the U.S. had a very decent amount of the ball. This was not a 75% to 25% possession no, game. Uh-uh. The, US, the U.S. had a decent amount. They had good strings of play. Um, they didn't have to. They had better chances. Yeah, they, they weren't. Yeah, yeah, they weren't. They weren't chasing England around for 90 minutes tonight. And um, that's, I think, says a lot about this team. I, I think that's. It's a zero zero draw and like you know, I think a lot of Americans will take this as like oh no no draw, they didn't score. This is one of the better yeah, yeah. Yeah, all the normal stuff, but I mean I, I think this is one of the better results that we've seen for this team under Greg. Um if you watch the whole game, this is a really good game for them, I think. 
Yeah, I, I think I love the way they played. I think they I think the game plan was perfect, as critical as me and you've been with Greg in the past. Like that was absolutely the right move today to play more in a four four two defensive and then take the game when you can, right? There were a couple of times earlier where we'd finally England started off with like a lot of good possession, right? And they would get the ball on the counter, right? And I would be like yelling push. Right. I know one time it fell to uh, I think it was Anthony Robinson and I just wanted them to take a big dribble out to the left and go. And he turned it back inside and they tried to recycle possession and like little, you know, like, what do I know? Greg pulled the right call there today. Like we were going to have possession. We were going to make good choices there. Um, yeah. Other than other than uh, Zimmerman, Zimmerman, I think, was feeling himself a little bit on the passes like they did great. Um my brother called Tyler Adam or called Brendan Aronson Tyler Adams, but offense. Um, whereas Tyler Adams is Tyler Adams, but defense. And I just thought that was a great way of putting it because he just runs around. He's everywhere, but he's offense. He plays offense. And Tyler Adams is Tyler Adams, but defense. Um, kind of looking ahead here, we do have the big game on Tuesday today. Um, as we or as on Tuesday here for the U.S., we got. Uh, Iran, who did take that 2-0 victory, both goals and stoppage time this morning. What are you looking at for this Iran game coming up here, buddy? Goals. We need to score goals. Um, three. Look, I as much as I've praised this team, I, I think what we were kind of all worried about was defensively how this team could hold up. We thought there might be some goals in them, and... You know, as much as I do want to praise them for these two games, and they are, even the Wales result, I think is a okay result. Yeah, we, we got worse one. Now. Yeah, we got one goal through two games. And to be fair, that the Iran game, I, I, they hit a couple posts and stuff, but that game was nil nil until like the ninety stoppage time plus eight minutes in the second half. I believe they scored in like the ninth 90s. minute of stoppage time and the tenth minute of stoppage time they scored two goals. They scored yeah. back to back. It was back at least the ninety fifth minute. Yeah. It was, so it was crazy. So it, Wales put them off for a long time. We got we were very, very close to a nil nil in that game also, which would have been, you know, really, really good heading into this last day. But uh, like I said, at the end of the day, you really have to love that if you're the U.S., you control your own destiny going into this Iran game. If you can beat Iran, which as much as I would love to show up and just get three draws and for that to be enough, you always had to beat somebody. I think when you looked at the fixtures coming into it, and I don't know, the result today doesn't change my mind a ton. Iran was the most winnable of the three games, and if you win that game, you're moving on. And mm-hmm. depending on what happens in the other game, I mean, you have a chance – to move on potentially in first place, even as crazy as that sounds. Yeah. It's, it's the less likely of the scenarios, but it, yeah, I, uh, you need some goals. Uh, they, they were better. I think they were better in the final third today. The balls in, in were better. Uh, you, you referenced that McKinney chance. Um, that was like a tough finish. I, I, I know maybe if you're like newer to it and you saw that and you're like, how is he not getting that on net? It skips right in front of him. That's a very, very tough finish for him. I do believe. Um, mm-hmm. The, the, the cheat code for that is anytime you hear an announcer say, oh, and he just leaned back on it, that's them kind of saying how difficult it was. That mm-hmm. That's the thing to listen for on a broadcast. Go ahead, Spencer. But yeah, I, I think just overall their passages of play, their services into the box were better. They generated some good scoring chances today, whereas against Wales, I thought they were a bit sloppy with their final balls and just 
you know, we talked about Christian on set pieces specifically playing it to like not beating the first man. So overall, I, I, I'm in a good mood about this game. I mean, obviously it's a good result for them. I'm, I'm very more even in the result, even if England would have nicked one later, something the way we played is super, super impressive to me. And I'm looking forward to this Iran game and, I don't know. I, I texted you earlier today when I saw the win. If um, we show up and we can't beat Iran, then we don't deserve to get out of the group. And I think we're good enough to beat Iran, and I, I fancy us in that game. Yeah, the only kind of reservation I have for Iran there is just that they're a different kind of bully than we've played, right? Wales wanted to play cutesy little soccer. We kind of played them off the pitch most of the game. England's got their kind of brand of ball. Iran is just like a like they feel like Mike Allstott. They're like a fullback. They're just running at you full power and speed. And then they got a surprising amount of quality just up top with their number nines with Taremi and uh, Sade Usman or Osman. I don't know how to say that, but um, you know, big time strikers that play for Porto and Leverkusen respectively, and who would absolutely both find their way into our team. Um, that kind of thing just always leaves me feel, feel a little wary of a smash and grab just to, I guess kind of cliche be the more negative guy here <laughs> between the two of us, but um, love how we played today um, and cautiously optimistic for Tuesday, man, cautiously optimistic for Tuesday. But with that said, we kind of just wanted to hit you with a, a quick little update pod, something to whet the appetite. We will be back next week with more to say, but we didn't want to leave you guys hanging heading into the weekend after a uh, national team game. One more thing, though, Andrew, before we get out of here is uh, if you follow me on Twitter, you would have seen this at Simon Roundtree one uh, journalist for Forest Echo News. He tweeted before the game that England fans were literally throwing paper planes like near the U.S. and and chanting 9-11 chants. So you guys do we, do we have any now, video or audio. On I, that? I don't know. I'm just going to take it for what it is because England fans at major tournaments are assholes and they can't, I, my tweet was that they can't even blame booze this time because there's no booze anywhere. They can't even blame being drunk, but um, despicable. And you know, you lost the game before not lost. You, you screwed your chances before because come on guys, come on. What are we doing here? Yeah. I, I know personally, like, you know, I like to mix it up a bit on Twitter. I was getting some vile stuff from both sides today. People just need to chill out a little bit, man. It's a friendly <laughs> rivalry. It's a fun rivalry. I enjoy talking shit about the English. It's fun. It's friendly. Keep it friendly, though. Come on. Well, and like, that's the, like, we named our podcast Fish and Fries because we love this English game, right? And it is the English game. I wish it wasn't. That's why we want to make it the Fish and Fries, but you know, like that, that is part of the fun of it, right? It's fun to joke about it and Bunker Hill and all that. You know what I mean? Like all that stuff like that. But going over the top is not not what we're about here. Yeah, when I got people, you know, calling me a school shooter because I said something about I like the U.S. today, you can chill out a little, little bit. That's all I'm saying. But nonetheless... <laughs> This was a very anticipated game, Andrew. Nil-nil, which, you know, maybe it's a lame duck if you look at it on paper, but this is a great game for the U.S. Um, I can't wait to see the figures of what the, like, viewership was of it because there was not really anything to compete U.S. sport-wise. I know there was, like, a couple college football games and stuff today, but mm-hmm. I think it's going to pull big numbers. It's probably going to end up being the biggest, like, most watched U.S. soccer game of all time. And, yeah, man, um, 
just super pumped after today. I'm I'm excited for Tuesday. Excited for Tuesday. Happy with how we played today. Always nice to uh, beat England in a draw there. Um, but I think that's going to wrap it up here, guys. This is Fish and Fries, an American soccer podcast for Spencer. I'm Andrew, and thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Thank, thanks, guys. Follow us, like, subscribe, all that. Ash Fish at Fish Fries Pod. We have an all my links on there too. Me and Andrew's Twitter. So check us out. Yep. Give us a follow. All that and. Um, We'll be back with you guys here later this week with some more World Cup content. Content. We'll be back at it. Thanks, guys. Later.